welcome to Teaching Artist Podcast, a show dedicated to discussions of teaching art to kids, making art, and how those things overlap and feed each other. I'm Rebecca Potzagire, your host, an artist and educator. Hi, friends. We're back. This episode has been a long time coming. I envision this as a celebration of 100 episodes and a way to kick off the summer of 2022. Well, here we are in spring of 2023 after a long hiatus. Thank you for sticking around. Thank you for listening, for sharing feedback, and supporting this podcast. I've been absent here for more than a few months and am very slowly coming back. I have loved this community and all the amazing people I've met through this podcast. I apologize for disappearing. The fall and winter have been extra busy in many ways, and I've been more overwhelmed than usual. My sense of self-preservation won out over my sense of duty to continue all the things. I initially envisioned this as an episode about community and called on you to share your voices. The theme of embracing community feels even more fitting now for the podcast, for art educators and artists, and for me personally. The podcast started as an idea and a bit too much confidence that I could figure out how to pull it off. It truly grew into a community with so many beautiful connections formed. I love seeing the connections between you. I'm also so grateful for all of you, the artists, educators, parents, and just great folks who have listened, contributed, and reached out and stuck around even when I took quite a break. Thank you. As I figure out what's next for this show and for me, I want to embrace community even more deeply. I would love to make this a collaborative project and bring more folks into the creation of this podcast. If you're interested in working with me and taking on a leadership role in producing this show and keeping it going, please reach out to teachingartistpodcast at gmail.com. I'm looking for collaborators willing to help me manage it all. So far, this has been a one-woman show, aside from hiring an editor for some of the episodes. But these months off have taught me that I can't do it all. In full transparency, I spend more than I make on the show, but I will also always be committed to fairly sharing any profits with collaborators. All of the donations and ad revenue generated so far have been split between paying for the expenses and donating to adding voices and now one Temecula Valley pack. More on that later. This is a labor of love, not a profit machine. So with that caveat, if you're interested in helping me keep this going, please get in touch. Teachingartistpodcast at gmail.com. (laughs) 
So I said this theme of embracing community feels fitting for the podcast, which I just spoke about, also for art educators and artists. As teaching artists, and really just as humans, what a challenging few years we've had. The embrace of artist communities have held me through this time. I hope you felt that support as well. When I put out the call for a community episode sharing several of your voices and advice for fellow art educators nearly a year ago, I was honored to hear from these amazing teaching artists. Lana Greiner-Miller, Renee Kuharchuk, and Mira Ramanathan shared beautiful advice that I think is absolutely still relevant. Let's hear from them. Hello, my name is Lana Kreiner-Miller. My pronouns are she, her. You can find me uh, on Instagram at Miss G Studio. My handle is at MS underscore GS underscore studio. I teach K through fifth grade art in two schools near Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. And this summer I'm relaxing, finishing up my master's degree and making some art of my own. My piece of advice for new teachers is to give yourself some grace and take care of you. Teaching is hard and it's very much a learn by experience kind of profession. You'll grow with each year, so be patient with yourself and your growth and don't rush it. Remember, rest when you need to. It's best to keep in mind that you know, you'll probably mess up and you'll probably have a lesson that flops. We've all been there. We've all been where you are. It might feel like you're on a deserted island, but remember, you're not alone. Reach out to experienced teachers in your district for support or even to teachers on social media who can help. We are here for you. Good luck. Hi, my name is Renee Kuharchuk. I'm a visual arts teacher outside of Chicago, teaching in the Chicago suburbs. I teach high school, 9 through 12, AP art, ceramics, jewelry, acrylic painting, uh, sometimes oil painting, and the advanced versions of those classes. I've been teaching now for about 12 years. Um, High school has been kind of my favorite grade to teach. I really love being able to work with students and have them really start to dive into their own creative practice. A little bit about me, I um, have been diving into my own art practice since uh, this last summer, really trying to work every day to um, move my pieces along and get uh, pieces painted. I'm super excited to have my work featured in a few art magazines, um, Art Scene and um, Art Ascent. I also had a piece that was accepted into a show at the St. Louis Artist Guild. And I also am so excited to have been working with uh, Women United, which is a art, um, an international um, art kind of community. And I've done some workshops with them. And also I have a, a virtual solo show coming up in March. So I've been feverishly painting to to get pieces finished for that show, which has been super exciting. I'm really hoping to share some of my progress with that with my students. So showing them how they can start, you know, submitting to shows and working on their own artistic practice. I think there's the misnomer that so many 
students can only dream of an art career and not really embrace it for themselves. So I really hope to show them that there's a potential career in art and not just, you know, in it being a hobby. I, if I had to share some advice with future educators or maybe new educators, it would be to have a really healthy relationship. And I would say set some healthy boundaries between your home life and your work life. It's really easy to get caught up in all of the needs of education. So oftentimes we're pulled in so many different directions, putting out numerous fires in a day. And sometimes, you know, we don't even blink or take a breath for ourselves. So I think it's super important to have that boundary to know what you can give and also to have time for yourself to rest, (laughs) to refill up and uh, be able to provide, you know, the great feedback, help, participation for your students. So I really suggest that new teachers really practice that for themselves and know You know, you can't be the everything all at once. Hello, everyone. My name is Meera Ramanathan, and I'm a project resource teacher for visual art in San Diego Unified School District. I teach students TK through fifth grade. This summer, I've been getting outside with my kids, running and cooking to feel recharged. I'm also working on writing lesson plans and creating samples for the first few weeks of school so that I feel prepared. I'm also working on creating 30 paper collage pieces for my upcoming solo art show, mid-August. My advice for a new teacher in the fall is to find what you're passionate about in the art class and to share that with your students. It can be a media, an art technique, or your favorite artist. Communicating your passion with students lets them see how much you enjoy teaching, it breaks the ice, and also can get them to be more actively engaged, inspired, and motivated in the art classroom. I love the messages they shared. The advice that I would love to share, that is also advice I always find super hard to follow myself, is kind of echoing what they said. Really comes back to give yourself grace. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to not do or be everything all the time. It's okay to fall short of perfection. I have a poster that says perfection is the enemy of done because I really need that reminder a lot of the time. It's okay to prioritize your own health, including mental health, over prioritizing that too full to-do list. It's okay to say no, just say no. (laughs) Give yourself a chance to fill your own cup. Now, I also mentioned that this theme of embracing community feels relevant for me personally. The past six months have been a whirlwind. We were finally able to buy a home because we were able to move out of the city. After decades of renting and many, many moves, eight in the last nine years, including back and forth across the Atlantic, it felt like a dream to put down some roots. But the reality has been quite stressful at times. Although my type A planner self did manage to color code our moving boxes, I somehow scheduled bringing a puppy home the same week we moved. There went the baseboards and the chairs. (laughs) 
So while I feel incredibly lucky and grateful to finally be a homeowner just past age 40, my time has been split between house repairs and projects, puppy training and care, parenting and working full time. Art and this podcast slipped away for a little while, but I'm feeling ready to slowly, slowly start rebalancing my busy life. Another thing that has taken priority is local activism. While we chose our home, especially for the highly rated schools, I did not anticipate the hostile takeover of the school board by Christian nationalists a month after we moved. Does that sound familiar to any of you? (laughs) Hopefully not, but I know that this is happening across the country. It has been infuriating, but has also helped me find community in this new home. I'm hopeful knowing that there are many, many folks here who are standing up to the hate and bigotry, and we won't stop. If you're also fighting the good fight locally, please reach out. I know this is a national effort fought on local levels because they just can't win nationally. Let's pool strategy and resources to combat the destruction of education and of so much more in this country. I really would love to talk with you if you're dealing with similar issues. Please get in touch. Teachingartistpodcast at gmail.com. Now, I mentioned earlier donating to one Temecula Valley pack. They are organizing to keep my little community and schools welcoming for all people but they're also in need of funding to give teeth to this fight. The megachurch behind these horrible Christian nationalist candidates and elected officials is pouring money into their campaigns. I'm hoping we can raise money grassroots style to combat that. If you're up for giving $5 or more, every little bit helps. I'll leave a link for one Temecula Valley pack in the show notes. Or, if you're fighting similar things in your local community, donate to a local group that's leading the charge. We are stronger together, and I'm hopeful that community will get us through this. So, keep embracing your communities, those you nurture in your classrooms, and those that lift you up as an educator and an artist. also wanted to talk for a minute about why we should care as art educators and artists about the rise of fascism in America. We're seeing book bans and bans on teaching about race and racism all over the country. We're seeing extremists eroding the separation of church and state and funneling public funding towards religious institutions. Aside from it being just important to stand up to these bullies simply as citizens, what does any of it have to do with art? Well, I see this as the beginning, or maybe more like the middle, of a much bigger push to erode public education in this country. They're banning books and drag shows. Are artworks and exhibitions next? The arts are central to the human experience, both reflecting and building history. How do we teach art without allowing students to fully express themselves? 
without sharing the full context around historical and contemporary practices. On a practical level, we all know the arts are constantly underfunded. What was first to go when COVID hit, despite the desperate need for expression and healing that the arts can provide? What do you think will be first to go when even more funding is funneled away from our schools? I know I'm preaching to the choir, but I really can't reiterate strongly enough how these issues affect us all. Let's do something about it. Okay, on that not-so-cheery note, I do see so many reasons to have hope. And really, it's all again about community. So first, look at your kids, look at your students, or if you're a parent, your own kids. They are incredible. I have so much hope looking at our future generations. So one tiny little example that I just think probably some of you might relate to. (laughs) I was getting kind of annoyed with the parents that ignore the giant sign during drop-off and block traffic. It happens every day. I'm sure you've been there. (laughs) One day, I just had a bit too much and I made some silly comment about it. My daughter, who was sitting there, reminded me, you know what, mom? Maybe they don't speak English. Maybe it's not that they're ignoring the sign and being rude and just like being inconsiderate, not thinking of all the people they're blocking. Maybe they can't read the sign. And it really, it stopped me in my tracks. She reminded me to start with the benefit of the doubt. So our kids are incredible signs of hope. And look at all of you. Look at yourself, your colleagues, friends who you may have never even met in person. You're connecting, you're coming together. There are some great ways to connect online. I know anti-racist art teachers host chats and book clubs. Join one of those. Or if you're going to NAEA, connect there. I'm kind of bummed not to be going because so many of the sessions look amazing. But if you're going, have a great time, dive into learning and community. And the last one I'll say is make some art. We're artists, right? It always helps me feel better about whatever's troubling me, even if I'm just doodling in a sketchbook. Take a little bit of time, play with color or line or materials or whatever really gets you going and creatively meditate on hope. Here's wishing you joy, wonder, hope, and rest this spring. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can reach me at Teaching Artist Podcast on Instagram or teachingartistpodcast at gmail.com. Who do you want to hear from? Please share your recommendations of teaching artists. And if you loved this episode, please subscribe, leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts, and follow me. It really makes a big difference. Thank you. Thank you.